Silverstone delivers dramatic Grand Prix. Sainz gets first F1 win. And Hamilton on the podium again. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review for what was an incredible British Grand Prix. I'm Dave Jericho, and joining me as always is Owen Scott and Isidro Gonsalves. Gentlemen, what did we make of the weekend? I think I know the answer, but uh, how did you enjoy it? Scotty, let's go to you first. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. As I said to you before we started recording, I was wrecked coming into the race, but as soon as it kicked off, I was full of energy, and then once the race was over, I was wrecked again. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was an unbelievable race. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I was off the seat most of the most of the race as well. Isidro, what did you make of it? Oh yeah, it was a great race from the from the start to the end. Uh, despite the accident just at the the first lap, even after once it picked up the pace, it was great to see the little battles uh, at front, and even at the end we see Latifi fighting for the points, Mick Schumacher getting ah. points. It was a roller coaster of emotions, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say. Well, you touched on it there as well, the crash at the start. I mean, that seems to be um, where we should start for this podcast. I mean, Joe Guan Yu had a horrific crash at the start of the race, and thankfully the the, the halo and the, the roll hoop um, did its job and protected him in the accident. Um, well, look like maybe a racing incident. Uh, George Russell sort of pinch, uh, pinched um, Pierre Gasly trying to come down the centre between Joe Guan Yu and himself. Um, and that sort of caused a chain reaction where George Russell went into Joe, flipped the car over and skidded down into the barriers and flipped up into the, into the catch fencing, which is the first time I've seen a car uh, in recent years hit that catch fencing. Mm-hmm. Um what did you make of that, Isidro? Would you see it the same way? Do you think it was a racing incident or do you think maybe a little bit of the blame lands on George Russell? Yeah, I think it was poorly an incident. There's no, there's no intention of causing an accident. The fact that Russell just uh, left the car and went to see if his friend, colleague was all right, even though that might cost him the race. He, the, more, the immediate concern was about his colleague rather than, oh, let's just get back to race as soon as possible. So I believe it's an incident. There's, there's no intention. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was also another, that, that obviously caused a knock-on effect further back. Um, we had Bottas sort of trying to avoid that crash, um, which then, as he slowed down, caused sort of Albon to hit the brakes, which then sent Vettel into the back of him. Um, and what looked like sort of a, sort of a fairly... Um, sort of routine accident for a Formula One race um, where Albon went into the into the barrier. Um, he ended up going to the medical office and uh, sort of getting a thorough check over because, uh, you know, he triggered the G-force sensors in the in the cockpit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so thankfully everybody came out of that okay. Um, and Joe Gan Yu, the safety equipment, has done its job. Um, but just on before we move on and just on George Russell, um, he did get out. He went to see whether Joe was OK, uh, left his vehicle on the side of the road, went back to the pits because um, he couldn't get it started. Then as he came back, apparently he had mentioned to the marshals to leave the, 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 his car alone. 
Um, but as he came back, he, they had already put his car on top of the trailer. Um, because of that, that's how his car ended up back in the pits and he wasn't able to rejoin the race for the race restart. Do you think this was a fair decision given that, he, like you say, he was only stopping to make sure Joe was okay given the severity of the crash? Or were the FIA right sticking to the letter of the law and um, and and Russell couldn't start? Um, uh, Scotty, what, what, what do you make of it? Well, I think the way that the FIA went today is a is a, a bit of a, a knock on effect from everything that happened last season. They want to try and avoid any sort of new circumstances coming up where they have to make a ruling on the spot. They want to stick fairly fairly close to what it says in the rule book. Uh, there may have been a miscommunication between Russell and the stewards, but the way it went was the car was turned off, it was put onto the the truck. Uh, by the time he got back, and by the letter of the law, you know he he can't restart the race. So it is what it is, and the rules are there for the reason. It's it's to avoid like what happened last year in Abu Dhabi, I think. Um, just on that, do you think we'll see uh, any memes going around anytime soon of uh, George Russell standing on the, the the shot of him standing on top of the tires, you know, <laughs> and someone photoshopping a cape or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair play to him for for doing what he did, I, and as again as we've as we said before the podcast, it's commendable how he jumped out straight away and, and took off to see how Joe was. Yeah. Um. And you know, fair play to him. But yeah, the rules are are the rules. I think that yeah, I think we need to make that meme. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the and um, what followed on from there then was uh, again not quite the race start there was a bit of news that sort of came out post-race um that we'll just quickly touch on briefly um there was obviously leading up to the race was the sort of the talk of the protesters and stuff like that but why i want i wasn't going to make any mention of it but the reason i am going to make mention of it because i thought it was kind of funny um that <laughs> because of the accident that happened the the cars all came into the pits at the end of the first lap and the protesters had made their way out onto the track, or I think a couple of them had been pho photographed on sitting on the track. If they were basically in time for the second lap, so if they had, if the cars hadn't have gone into the pits, the protesters would have been there when the cars had made it round for their second lap. But because everybody went into the pits, the protesters ended up just getting arrested, got mm -hmm. no airtime. Um, absolutely delighted for them. Yeah, that was great. There is there is a picture of Akon driving by one of the protesters um so oh, they were making their way down from the from the bridge was it yeah yeah so there's there's someone down on the track there's a load of stewards all over them and then akon is is driving by on the, on the right there, hand side oh was there already because i i was yeah. i was listening to um ted kravitz talking and he was kind of saying that actually the, the the main protest didn't actually happen because the cars ended up coming into the pits and the police had got on the scene before uh, sort of the restart and stuff like that. So, mm. um, like, and again, like they, they, they say on the, the TV coverage, like everyone has a right to protest, but like, don't be an absolute idiot. Uh, you're just putting other people's lives at risk. Let's move on to our race winner, Mr. Carlos Sainz, his first, his first race win in 150 attempts. Um, did he deserve the win though? Yeah, he totally deserved the, this winning the, the first, the first place. If the the safety cars helped, I'll say a little bit. 
And but if there was no second safety car, I'm not sure if Sainz will be celebrating as as he was at the end of the race. I think without the second safety car, Hamilton would probably go over, would overtake both Ferraris and finish in first place. But uh, we can always say if that would happen. But uh, yeah, I think he deserved the yeah. this first first victory. And that's it. I mean, he can't, and that's what I'm saying. He can only race what's uh, what's put in front of him, and he can only win what's put in front of him, and that's exactly what he did. Um, the team orders, though, from Ferrari, um, this was an absolute confusion. Um, and we've said it before in this podcast, um, you know, sort of early on in the season, that if anyone's going to lose this season for Ferrari, it's going to be Ferrari. Uh, and we've already seen examples of that happening uh, with Port strategy calls and stuff like that and this is another one of those if you ask me what, what did you make of ferrari's um strategy going in here uh, more so the, the pick calls where they sort of they bounced between who they were favoring in the race um and then as as we sort of got to the back end of the race um rather than double stacking uh when they had an option to double stack Leclerc and signs for the soft tire and probably get them both out in time ahead of Hamilton. Um, they opted to go with just signs and leave Leclerc out. Yeah, it was it was strange. I I, I think a lot of it, w- it was um, dependent on Leclerc. Quite early on, had an incident with was it Verstappen or Perez? Perez. Um, yeah, so he he took part of his front wing off mm. um, and was was losing pace. Um, quite quickly, so I, th- I think Ferrari had seen that, and they were starting to favour Carlos from quite early on. Um, and I, I do think, as Cedro was saying earlier on, that that he feels that that Carlos deserved it. I I don't think he did deserve it, to be honest. I think it was very much in uh, pushed in his favour by by the the pit wall, um, and I don't I don't think he would have taken the win, be it for the, those calls. And you're right. I suppose, like I said. And again, like I said, he can only win what, what's put in front of him. I mean, it's not Sainz's fault, but yes, I, no. I think you're right, though. I know what you're saying. The, the win was sort of taken away from Leclerc. So had the decision been made to bring Leclerc in, if they weren't going to double stack and they went, let's bring Leclerc in, use Carlos Sainz as a buffer. Um, and, you know, the likelihood was that Leclerc would have had the pace on those soft tires to, to keep the win, especially with if they were using Sainz as a buffer. What what did you also make of um, when Carlos came in for the soft tires? Um, obviously, he came out behind Leclerc, um, but the team were still trying to get signs as the buffer. So this is where I think Ferrari it was it got confusing with their very confusing um, with their their strategy um, because they obviously favored signs bringing him in for the soft tires, but um, when he was out behind. Leclerc, they were asking him to give the 10 car lengths to the maximum 10 car lengths to Leclerc in front. And obviously Carlos fought back on the radio with his team saying that that he, you know, he thought it was a bad idea. So like, what did you make of this? Like, is it just, again, just poor Ferrari decision-making, uh, Isidro? I'm sure they want, they wanted to, to get both drivers on the podium. But the fact that they had a clear strategy, they they first want Leclerc, then realized Sainz would probably be the the driver to finish the race. Uh, but I think I think they were not very clear from the beginning what do they wanted for this race. 
but uh, they managed to, to finish the P1 and P4 and get some points, but they definitely need to get, as we are reaching, what, half half season, they mm -hmm. definitely need to get the strategy and make a decision what do they want to do going forward because they cannot, if they keep like this, they end up, like you said, Ferrari being their own adversary on this, their own enemy. Well, that's it. I mean, if they, they need to make a decision soon who's gonna, who they're going to favor because, you know, they've sort of lost, you know, a, a P1 for Leclerc would have eaten into Max Verstappen's lead more than a P1 and a P, you know, for signs and a P4 for Leclerc did. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they ate into the lead a little bit by, I think, six points, I think, in the driver's title. Um, but um, but anyway, we, we'll see in Austria what the decisions are and how, how the race goes for them there. Um, but uh, sort of on Leclerc, um, I mean, he had the tangle then with Perez um, and Perez then ended up with damage to to his car that caused him to end up coming into the pits, which put him right back there in, I think, 16th, 17th place, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not only back in 17th place, but like sort of 14, 15 seconds adrift at that point as well from the car in front. Um, so what did we make of uh, the recovery drive from Perez to go from that position at the start of the race to come away with a P2? Scotty, what did you what did you make of the recovery drive? Yeah, outstanding. I mean, like we've seen it from him before. He did it when he was with Racing Point. You remember that race in, uh, was it Bahrain? He went from at the back of the grid all the way to, I think he won the race Yeah. Um, yeah. in the end. So he has the capability to do it. And Jesus, did he do it today? Absolutely fantastic. Um, on the hards until that safety car, am I right? And came in and got the softs. That's right, yeah. Um, but just absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, what, what a race from, from Paris. Deserved it, thoroughly deserved it. And that moves him up now into second in the, uh, the driver's um, title. Race, um, Isidro, do you think uh, Perez is? I know we the people got on the hype train. Formula One is renowned for the hype trains, um, <laughs> where everyone thought you know Perez could win the world title this year. Um, I mean, he's um, I have to have a quick look here actually. Uh, he is uh, just shy of uh, was he like 36, 37 points, something like that. I'm not, not going to do the math on the flight, we know how that turns out. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you think, Azidro? Do you think he's uh, maybe in with a shout at the driver's title this year? Uh, yeah, definitely. It if if uh, Red Bull doesn't, doesn't start changing their strategy or if they have, don't have clear idea of what they want to do, mm -hmm. if they leave for Paris and uh, Max to decide between themselves, Paris definitely has a chance. He proved today by driving almost from the last position, up finished second, and he did a great race. He became driver of the day, and today proves that he's definitely up there fighting for the title. Yeah. If there is no... If Red Bull just says it's up to you guys, just don't screw up. I think uh, Max has uh, needs to be careful. Perez is right there. Well, especially when you have uh, you know on on Verstappen there on Max's side of things. Um, I mean, I suppose through no fault of his own. I mean, we initially thought, um, sort of looking at the race that. He went over the curbs and it looked like something had gone on the car uh, or he picked up a puncture or some sort of suspension damage um, that sort of brought him into pits. Um, 
but it looked like it was actually some debris they reckon um that he collected and um, that caused damage to the floor of the car um which really sort of impacted him quite quite considerably i wonder though did it impact him as much as we saw or do i just felt when we heard the radio calls coming across um you know when we, especially when he went on the hard tires it was frustrated uh, panicked Verstappen over the radio, unhappy, complaining. You know, he 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 lost his groove, and I understand. But was there a bit of if he could have maybe tried to compose himself a bit more? Was there anything else there for him, or was that you know based on the damage? Was that uh, was that the best he could have uh, could have hoped for? Uh, Zidro, what do you think? No, I think the the car was definitely uh, damaged. When he said that there was trouble. I thought that it could be something similar like last week when the Norris was losing power race after race and he finished but uh, in the almost last position. And here I was afraid of the same. I don't think I think he tried to finish race even the the last last second that uh, Mick Schumacher was trying to run past him. He still did a bit of a fight just to avoid getting past towards the end. So mm -hmm. there was definitely something even small but was small enough just to damage the red bull yeah that's uh but i mean look damage limitations he got p7 at least he still came away with some points and through ferrari's absolute you know disaster of strategy decision making um they were only able to creep into his lead by six points so uh not the worst outcome for red bull uh this weekend at all um and going from a sort of recovery and not a bad result to an absolute stellar result for Lewis Hamilton, uh, home Grand Prix, third place uh, up on the podium there in front of the home fans. Are, are we are we seeing uh, Mercedes back uh, for the next half of the season or are you still not uh, re refusing to jump on the wagon? Yeah, I'm not jumping in that wagon. No way. Um, he was he was brilliant today. Heroic in places. That that uh, that trade off between him, Perez, uh, Leclerc, and Hamilton, that three way tussle was just unbelievable. On the edge of my seat. You said it earlier on. That was a phrase that you used. Um, absolutely fantastic. And in front of the home crowd, I think that the the story had been had been brewing for a few days. It was all about Hamilton, and the crowd was there for Hamilton. And uh, he really he delivered. I mean, he was he was um, not, not a, a victim. <laughs> That's the wrong word because he was successful. <laughs> um, <laughs> the circumstances uh, allowed him to be in the position he was. Max tailing off the two Ferraris, messing around uh, the pit wall, messing around a little bit. But yeah, heroic drive it was great to see. Possibly though, had the chance of the of first place, um, Azidro. Uh, I mean, I thought especially when the um, when he came in on the before the, the safety car and he came in for his pit stop, I thought they were putting him long on the medium compound tires and um, to bring him out on the soft compound um, for the last sort of maybe 15 laps of the race. Um, but they sent him out on the hards. Um, I thought that then was maybe his chance uh, gone. Then we had the safety car, uh, everyone out on the softs. And you think, well, this is it. This is Hamilton's race now to, to lose. Uh, clearly, he's going to be the faster. Then Perez takes him. Um, what do you think? Did, did, did you think he had the chance to win the race today? Did he throw it away on that restart after the safety car um, at the end there? Or uh, I don't know. What did you make of it? 
Uh, I think if it was not for the safety car, Hamilton would probably be able to overtake the Paris and Sainz because he was getting he, he was getting second after second on the on the or each lap that he was get, he was getting faster and faster, and he his tire was good. He was saying that on the we would hear on the on the talking with the team that. He's, he liked the tires, so if he's saying that, that means the tires are good and he wants to do a solid race. If it runs for the safety car, I believe that Hamilton most likely get to the first place. He was getting there very, very fast. Uh, but then uh, safety car, everyone switched tires. Perez started approaching very, very fast. We had that little battle between the... Perez, Leclerc, and Hamilton. Hamilton was second for maybe one or two seconds, and then Perez just <laughs> said, "Well, I'm tired of this. Goodbye." <laughs> and that Mercedes is not there yet. You, we could see today that Perez just ran past Hamilton, mm. and that was the end of it. But it if was... it was not for the safety car, Perez would not be as close as he was yeah. for the third place, and Hamilton would definitely be. I, I'm not say faster, but the it could probably go past Ferrari. Although saying that Leclerc was able to pass Hamilton outside, yeah, on that on old that set uh, of turn. Hard tires. Yeah, old, old set was, of hard tires and a damaged wing. Yes, and that says a lot about the the state of the Mercedes. But uh, I think that uh, Hamilton definitely would fight for the first position today. If there wasn't uh, such the safety cars, and but Mercedes is getting there slowly. Yeah, I'm hoping now they have a good second half of the season. It would be nice because they're not too far away. I think they're on 200 ish points in the constructors, and Hamilton's sort of there, thereabouts with George Russell as well. So, I mean, if they did manage again, I don't want to be jumping on hype trains, but if they did manage to sort of start getting somewhat competitive with Ferrari and Red Bull. I don't know. We could see, you know, they're, they're not out of the running. If they get a good car, they're not out of the running. So I think we could have a good second half of the season. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, from one British driver to another, Lando Norris, P6 for him. Um, pretty, I don't know, for me, it was a bit of an, uh, maybe I missed something, but was it a bit of an anonymous race? For, like, was there... Was there much going on with Lando throughout the race? Did I miss something, or uh, did he just? It was just a comfortable drive or solid drive from him, and he took P six. Uh, I know, Scott, Scotty. What what did you make of Lando's race? Yeah, I mean, he was there or thereabouts. He was up in P four at one stage as well, wasn't he? And then there was a it was a slow pit stop, and he came out behind Alonso. And I mean, once you come out behind Alonso. That's pretty much it for your race. You're you're being bottlenecked, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um. So. He and Hamilton breezed past him. He said that his fight wasn't with Hamilton. He was happy in the first place to get by Hamilton because he clearly has the faster car. Um, and then he just kind of fell back. I think that pit stop got him. But, you know, decent race. P6, as I predicted, by the way. Um, a P6 finish. Uh, decent. And, yeah, good to see him up there. But, again, the, the car the car just isn't there really yet. Scotty, you need to have a calm down. We're not talking about this game yet. Don't be throwing, throwing your weight around just yet. It's probably the only points that I scored, so yeah, whatever. Well, but you should say on that, though, uh, Alonso then did finish in front of him in P5, and that's Alonso's highest finish this season. So um, so good race um, all round for those two. Um, but 
just I, I want to talk about Haas as well, but just before we do, just uh, let's look at Lando's teammate Daniel Ricciardo, and I don't want to bash too much, um, but his time has got to be coming to an end. I, I just he finished what twelfth or thirteenth did he in that? Thirteenth, um, thirteenth. In 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 uh, sort of an identical car to Lando finishing thirteenth in that race. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know how it happened. He just he was nowhere the whole race. He was just nowhere. Um, Can I say yeah. the only time that I did actually see him was when he was uh, when the safety car was there and he got to overtake the safety car to get to the back of the grid again. <laughs> that, that's about it. <laughs> I think I it. actually I saw him coming out of the pits in front of. Was it in front of Hamilton? Oh, it's the other thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and because uh, I was watching it with Jing, and she's like, uh, is that Norris? After getting in front of <laughs> Hamilton. I'm like, no, that's Ricardo who's been laughing. Like, <laughs> oh, there is a second McLaren car. There it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, like I said, I don't want don't, don't to keep bashing on Ricardo, but, uh, yeah, I have a feeling uh, there might be questions being asked at the end of this season going in before they start. Although I think he's contracted for next season, but that means nothing. I mean, no. Um, but uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, the man of the hour, Mick Schumacher. <laughs> You're giving out to me about bringing up prediction stuff. All right. I, I didn't say anything about predictions. I just saying Mick Schumacher has got his first points in Formula One. Bravo, Mick Schumacher. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> and, and a double points finish for Haas as well. Um, mm. Which is funny. Gunther Steiner was being interviewed afterwards by Ted Kravitz and uh, he was telling people not to pile on the pressure to make Schumacher. Mm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it not <laughs> Gunter Steiner, who after his last crash sort of said to Mick, uh, <laughs> you better start doing something soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what did what did we make of Mick Schumacher's drive? I mean, he had a nice little tussle there with, obviously you mentioned earlier on with uh, Verstappen towards the end of the race. Um, what did you make of it, uh, Zidro? What did you make of Mick Schumacher's drive today? I finally was able to finish the race. That was, I think, uh, objective complete. Second <laughs> objective, get points. He did both this weekend. Uh, it, it was very good. I'm uh, happy to see he finally uh, managed to, to find his way. I don't know if it was the configuration of the car, if it was a track, or he got some tips from uh, Daniel Ricardo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but uh, well, maybe Schumacher and Latifi they they finally found something because uh, they did something well this weekend. But Haas they definitely had a great weekend. I think best weekend so far. I mean, both pilots, both drivers, scoring points. That's uh, that's something very good. And to see if they can uh, do the same next week, or if well, that's too much pressure for me. Well, it would be. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be. I mean, it's, it's their first, obviously, it's their first double points finish if it's Mick Schumacher's first points in, in F1. So, um, yeah. Uh, Scotty, you look like you're... you're, you're Can I just you're, point something hand out? Up at the, hand up at the back of the class. Go on, <laughs> let Scotty. Me, let me just point something out. There were 60 NFs in this race. They were very much helped by the fact that a lot of cars did not finish. Good race and all, but I'm saying don't get too excited. That's look, it. Scotty. <laughs> All right, go on, jump on the hype train, do whatever you want to do. You drain the soul out of me. <laughs> Stop being happy, everyone. Yeah. On that excited note, let's move on. We've, we've done enough waffling about Silverstone. It was amazing. Deal with it. We're moving on. 
<laughs> All right. Let's look at the driver standings and the constructor standings. Um, all right, I'll take the drivers as always. Scotty, you'll take the constructors. Excellent. All right, Max Verstappen still there in first place on 181 points. And moving up into second, I believe, is Sergio Perez on 147. Uh, Charles Leclerc should have got more, should have been closer to Max Verstappen, but he stays in, or he's back in third at 138 points. Carlos Sainz in fourth, 127. Fifth, we've George Russell on 111. Uh, Lewis Hamilton gaining a bit of uh, traction there towards uh, the front on 93 points in sixth. Lando Norris, seventh, 58 points. Eighth is Valtteri Bottas on 46 points. Esteban Ocon in ninth on 39 points. Fernando Alonso, 10th on 28 points. 11th, Pierre Gasly, 16 points. Kevin Magnussen, 12th, 16 points. Sebastian Vettel, 13. I feel like I'm doing the, the Sunday football scores. <laughs> 13, Sebastian Vettel, 15 points. 14th, Daniel Ricciardo, 15 points. Yuki Sonoda in 15th on 11 points. Joe Guan Yu, 16th with 5 points. Mick Schumacher, <laughs> 17th with 4 points. Yeah. Alex Albon in 18th on 3 points. And... How did this happen? <laughs> has it moved around? It has moved around. <laughs> Nicholas Latifi is now in 20th. Could that be something to do with the qualifying position? It I must wonder. be something to do with the number of race finishes or something like oh, that. Or, or, oh, or maybe. The, 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 the race positions that he finished in or something. He's, high, yeah. he's finished higher than Nico Hulkenberg. That's a pity. That is an absolute letdown. Um <laughs> All right, Nicholas the TV in 20th, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero <laughs> points. And 21, Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg in 20th. <laughs> All, right. Uh, Nico. all right, let's let's hit, let's hit the constructor standings here before it all falls apart. All right, here we go. Brighton and Hove Albion one. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, constructors <laughs> 2022. Here we go. Uh, in first position with 328 points, Red Bull Racing. Uh, in second, Ferrari, pretty close behind in 265. That's not pretty close, actually. Um, number three, Mercedes uh, with 204 points. Um, number four, McLaren with 73. Alpine, and or Alpine even, just behind in fifth. Alpine, with fresh. <laughs> on that note I saw an Alpine uh, the other day it was beautiful driving around trim um, 67 points for Alpine Alfa Romeo Ferrari in 6th on 51 points Alfa Tari oh, the two lads today what were they at Yuki taking out uh, Pierre uh, doing a Yuki in 7th position on 27 points Haas in 8th with 20 points Aston Martin uh, in ninth with 18 points, and down at the bottom is Williams in 10th with three points. Yeah, missed opportunity there for Latifi to add yeah. some points to their tally. Yeah, yeah, he finally made it. Yep. All right, all right, all right. Now, predictions. Right, the important it. part of the podcast. All right. <laughs> all right, I'll start. Top three. I had Leclerc, Verstappen, <laughs> and... Hamilton. Yeah, good job. I didn't oh. see that coming, to be honest. Uh, my top three, uh, Verstappen, wah, wah, Leclerc, two, wah, wah, Sainz, three. Wah, wah. Donuts all around. Clean slate. <laughs> Isidro. I got uh, Verstappen first. Nope. Sainz <laughs> second. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Hamilton third. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. All okay. right. 
my flop was Lando Norris with a DNF. That didn't happen. Don't uh, my flop was Perez DNF. Don't also, also did not happen. Although I was hopeful when he got that tip at the very uh, very start. But uh, yeah, no dice. Oh, and the hero of the hour, Isidro, who did you have? My flop was Bottas outside top 10. Well, no, 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 yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> that says outside the top 10. Scotty is it, has his yeah. FIA book out. Is, <laughs> the, is he, he DNF'd? He didn't yeah, go outside we, the top we, 10. We call DNFs for Norris and Perez. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't no, think no, he no. deserves it's a, a It's a donut. No, no, I don't. Uh, my prediction was outside top 10, not DNF. If it was <laughs> NFL, I would have said, what does DNF? Yeah. All, right. all right, donuts all around. Um, <laughs> all right, then my surprise, I went with him three times in a row and I said, if he didn't do it this week, <laughs> I was going to bail on him for Austria. Mick Schumacher. Yes. <laughs> uh, good job. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bound to happen. As you said, a stopped clock yeah, exactly. is right two that, times a day. That's exactly <laughs> all that happened there. <laughs> um, okay. My surprise was Norris, and I said P6. Absolute dancer. Yeah, P6 on the money. Uh, now, um, <clears throat> Isidro. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> Your surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, it was a uh, Zo P9. That well, didn't happen. Can I just say, he, he sort of finished uh, in P9. It was like the ninth seat uh, <laughs> in the stands yeah, that he ended up in. <laughs> uh, poor old Joe. All right. Well, then let's see now. What I, I've just realized we forgot to mark our scores here as we went along. So um... I got one. Terrible. So, oh, do I get the win? You'd get the win, Dave. Oh, yep. yes. You got two <laughs> points. Me and Isidro got one. one. Bringing the total wow. to what? what? What's the scores overall now? All right. So that's me on five points. Scotty on four points. And Isidro still dragging his heels on one point. <laughs> you have six points, Dave, because you no. got Hamilton uh, third place. No, no, it's it's a one point for the win. It's the overall. win. It's just one point for the win. Oh, okay. Well, that's just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right. Okay. Um, now let's uh, jump in to our predictions for Austria. Um, let's see. Now I will call out mine first. Okay, go for it. Uh, let's see. Right. I have Verstappen taking the win. Oh. If I can type in Verstappen correctly and not Verstappen. Um, <laughs> I'll go with Leclerc in second. So I'm going to be very unprofessional and mention my wife is cooking chicken wings and I'm starving and I can Beautiful. smell them. <laughs> and the worst thing is, she's obviously cooking them just for herself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so in third, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go with Carlos Sainz. Ooh. Yeah. All right, so, my top three. Uh, I went for also Verstappen uh, in number one. I went for Sainz number two, and I went for Perez number three. Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, Azidra, who you got in your one, two, and three? Uh, Max Verstappen first. Oh, look at us all Sergio already. <laughs> Sergio Perez second, Carl Sainz third. Nice. Wow. 
All can, right. can I just say, looking at, at Verstappen there at the top of all of our predictions, if it wasn't for how unpredictable that bloody car was, he would be streaks ahead this season. Yeah. I know we're getting into a different topic here, but yeah, anyway, let's move on. All right, all right. My uh, my flop this week, or for next week, is... Oh, Perez. Oh, that's okay. That was me. And I'm going to go with uh, a DNF. I think it's going to be a reliability issue, but I'm just going to go... D- I'm just going to keep it generic as a DNF. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, Scotty, who's your flop? My flop for next week is going to be George Superhero Russell with a DNF. Um, I think the car is going to let him down. All right, Zidro, who you got? Um, Norris, DNF. Oh, we're all going DNFs here. Yeah. No one's predicting outside the top tens or anything like that. No one's playing it safe. Everyone's going. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Norris, DNF. Uh, what are you expecting? Reliability? A crash? You can keep it as generic as DNF, but what are you thinking on the DNF? Uh, it'll be the car. Reliability. Reliability. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Not the crash. Norris not the guy of uh, crashing that much. Hmm. It's about McLaren letting down. All right. All right. That's not bad. Not bad. All right. My surprise is an absolute hope and a prayer. <laughs> right. And it's not Schumacher for a fourth week in a row. <laughs> it is Alex Albon. Oh, what? With a top 10 finish. Oh, Ooh. my Lord. In that new upgraded car. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, look at qualifying. He had his lovely brand spanking new car and didn't do a whole I, lot I, I, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to debate. <laughs> I'm Albon. Okay. Top 10. It's happening. Okay. My surprise for next week, if you can't see it already, is Lando Norris P4 finish. I'm going P4. Norris with a P4. Yeah, he likes this track. He got a P3 here last year. Is that right? Or the year before? Um, I. You do realize it's not the same car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to hit big air here. Well, before we move on then to Azidro's surprise, mm-hmm. I feel I must ask you, okay. where do you see uh, Leclerc and Hamilton finishing in your uh, race predictions here? Um, Leclerc will make it about two laps around, and his car is going to explode. And Ham- Hamilton, ah, P10. Let's just say P10. <laughs> no, I'm not getting judged on this. I'm not getting marked on those predictions. I just have to get them out well, of the way I don't so know I can put now. Lando I think there. we have to put them down now. And... <laughs> All um, right, Zidro. Yeah. Give me your surprise. My surprise is you didn't That's want terrible. it, so I'll take it. Schumacher, top ten. Yeah. Oh my lord. I think you learned a few things. So you've just doomed. Well, it will be a surprise. I think I, I think that I think that's. I'll be honest. I would have been comfortable going with Schumacher in a top ten finish as well for my surprise. But I just thought I'd gone with him for three weeks in a row. If I went four, <laughs> I think it'd be a bit of a. Uh, 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 oh, can't curse. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Yeah. So I went with Alex Albon. Um, all right. That's. Uh, oh yeah. And then okay. On uh, for you, Azidra. Then where where are you seeing uh, Leclerc and Hamilton finishing? Uh, Hamilton P four Leclerc. B seven. 
Russell P6. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. What? I'm just going to note down here. Leclerc. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, I said Leclerc was going to finish. P7. I don't see Leclerc P7. I see, like, I could quicker see him not finishing. If if Leclerc comes P7, <laughs> now, this, is he, or Scotty, you, you'd have to go in on this with me now. Okay. But if Leclerc finishes P7, I will automatically concede the win to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, regardless of where the rest of the results land, if Leclerc comes P7, Isidro <laughs> takes the win for that week. All Leclerc has to do is put his car into second gear and he's faster than most of the grid. I yeah, don't think he's, he's finishing P7. Yeah, that's that. Well, we'll see next week. <laughs> I'm going to have a talk with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week's episode. We'll be back over next week for Austria, the home of Red Bull. So it should be an exciting race. Uh, Lord knows we've all gone with Max Verstappen in our predictions. So uh, we know what we think is what's going to happen. Um, so as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments or corrections, um, which there may be a few this week, send them on to feedback at latenightracereview.com or anywhere you find us on social media. And until next week, 